All right, mean girls and mean guys, gather around. Here's a story of a lovely lady who was friends with three other lovely girls. Each had hair of gold, like Regina. The youngest one was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Broadway. What we see this week? What we see this week, Larkin? We saw Mean Girls. <gasps> mean Girls. The highly anticipated Mean Girls. We were super anticipatory of this. What did we do to prepare? Did we? Uh, I I put on a tank top and I cut holes in it and I wore a bra, and you could see the holes through there. And I was very happy because that was in this, right? No. Oh, no, it wasn't. But people did that and dressed up and were very disappointed they didn't do that scene. I feel like they should have sold merch like that. Right? Boobless tank tops. That should have been part. We should tell them to do that. We are. This is our form. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listeners, if you're in charge of merch and mean girls, girls. (laughs) we have an assignment for you. (laughs) Take the tank tops, cut the boobs out, boom. (laughs) Uh, great. What was your anticipatories, Larkin? What were you expecting? So what was I expecting? Yeah. I was expecting, I was so excited. I, we watched the movie in advance to just kind of get prepared to remember all the big jokes and really get into it. And the big jokes are there, but the music sucked. It just sucked. Great. Yes. The music sucked. Uh, but we'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Hey Mike, why don't you give us a little summary of the plot? Great. Mean Girls is the story of Katie, a high school junior who transfers from being homeschooled in Kenya, Africa, to North Shore, a clicky American high school. Katie joins the Plastics at the request of Janice and Damien, who want to take down the Queen Bee, Regina George. Through a series of backstabs, clever tricks, and calteen bars, Katie ousts Regina to become the new Queen Bee, only to see her kingdom come crashing down along with regina being hit by a bus that's the overview very good let's start with good we should start with let's let's prop it up we saw the movie we were very excited we said man there's gonna be so many good parts so many good characters what delivered and we knew that tina fey was writing the book the book was so good the book was really really good it's one of the better broadway comedies in terms of good timing good jokes yeah um it hits the right notes it's very it's very very good so she made some plot edits and updated it to be a little bit more modern and i think a majority of those really hit the point like she did cut out the hole and the tank tops which might have just been a costume choice really but other than that i liked some of the adaptations like the scene where katie confronts damien and janice and, and they're pulling up in the car and they pull up in a scooter instead, like one of the motorized. <laughs> oh, yeah, that uh, was great. Scooters. It was hilarious. And it was it had the same impact. And it was I, I think it was even funnier because, you know, they like the motorized grandma yeah. scooter was pretty awesome. I loved that. I liked the dancing that they did with the trays and they made like a heart with the trays during Where Do You Belong? They did a bunch of like scooting around the trays. I'm a sucker for some good tray work, <laughs> personally. Some good tray work and yeah. over-the-top choreo. I like that. I was like, yep, we're in a high school. 
I thought the cast was really excellent. Yeah. I thought that they did a really good job finding people who were both true to the character that you've known and loved from the movie, but also put their own spin on it. I thought that they did a really nice job of doing that. They towed the line without people doing caricatures, but the character still felt familiar. Yeah. I I thought the way they adapted some of the plastics was good in terms of the book. (laughs) I really liked Karen's obsession with vests. The vests is part of the movie. But but in the musical, she takes off her sleeves and is wearing a vest. And I thought that was hilarious. I also loved Karen's ribbon dance. Oh, yeah. I have no idea where it fits in the plot. But it really made a deep impression on me. Yeah, she had a solo song about dressing up for Halloween, which is I th- that where I it that came was great out? too. I think it was in the middle of that. She did a ribbon uh, dance. A ribbon dance, which was great and it super funny. And she also did a thing, which is a little fourth wally breaking, where she started her song and then was like, "Wait, let me start over <laughs> and do it again," <laughs> which I enjoyed. I that, that was the joke funny. about wanting world peace after. What was Halloween. It? She loves Halloween she... first. If she had any wish, it would be for it to be Halloween, and then it would be world peace. And then she said no all the way around and started the song over. <laughs> that was hilarious. Which is great. It's a super funny joke. I loved that they had Regina George in a Twitter war with the president. I oh, thought that yeah. was that was a really great joke. What did she say, Mike? Like at the end when she was saying that you should not care what other people think. She tells Katie, you should stop caring what other people think. I tried to tell the president that, but he blocked me. Yeah, super funny. Super, super, super funny. One of the first songs when Katie's talking about one of the boys that she used to love said that she tried to kiss a boy when she was in Kenya and he ran away and Kenyans run fast, (laughs) which I thought was funny. I liked the update where um, Katie lived in an actual African country as opposed to the continent of Africa. Yeah. That was a good update. You had that complaint in the movie. You're like, where in Africa? And I was like, we're not going to go back there. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) So I thought the book was good. I thought the cast did a really good job. I thought the choreography and the lighting was really I did not like the choreography, but you can say that. Well, all right. I liked some of the choreography. Um, You're allowed to like things that I don't like. I mean, I wasn't blown away by the choreography. Then why are I you telling it. people that you liked the choreography? Because I liked it. It was fun. I I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't like. I wow. liked the choreography of the ribbon dance, and I think that might be it. I liked that they. Oh oh oh! Whoa, the Transformers. Oh. oh, the Transformers were cool. That's choreography. Yeah, that they had a Transformers dance. Yeah, it was very confusing because it's like. <laughs> The lights go down and steam comes up. These guys who look like robots start fighting each other and then they fall flat and they turn into cars. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was students reenacting a scene from Transformers for the talent show, which was great. It was, was, a great it was really great. Can we talk about how they didn't get the rights to Jingle Bell Rock for the musical? Is that why they did? Yes. Dan- rocking ar- around the pole. Oh, man. Like. Come on. But also, I'm fine with a different song for that. I like that as a creative choice. Yeah, totally. Totally. I would have liked it. They tried to write it as if it wasn't a change. (sighs) Well, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) As if we were not going to notice that it was a different song. 
I would have enjoyed a made-up Christmas song. and right. There was a plot change during the dancing around the jingle pole or whatever weird name it had. We don't have the list of song names because it is not included in the program. It was definitely dancing around around the pole. Rocking around the Christmas pole. Something like that. But what happens when um, they're singing the song? Well, here's the thing. We knew it was coming because... Well, basically what happens in the show is Regina's skirt pops off and she moons everyone. um, With with, a thong. With a thong on, but it's like a big... A normal human-sized butt. Well, it's like a stuffed butt. No, but no. It's a normal human-sized butt. (laughs) I feel very strongly. (laughs) Regina George is not fat. She has a normal human-sized butt that she (laughs) poses to the audience. That people take pictures of and it gets shared on social media. That is what happens. It is a normal human <laughs> sized butt. <laughs> yes, a normal butt is shown on stage. Uh, for those of you wondering, the size, normal size. <laughs> but the actress is wearing extra butt padding. Yes, because she's not. But I'm just saying, so it's. They have to make they're her supposed, grow, They're supposed but- to make her look fat by showing a normal butt a Uh, normal sized human butt (laughs) yeah great all right other good things larkin other good things you liked the butt you liked the size of the butt i didn't say i liked the size of the butt (laughs) you thought it was normal hey mike didn't you like the puppet the dog puppet why don't you tell everybody why you liked the dog puppet the mom had a, uh, a puppet that was a dog and i thought it was adorable uh-huh. That's what all did the dog do? Was on stage uh-huh. in a musical. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, other good things. Got any other good things? Good things that are good. Goodies. I think the book was really good. The jokes were really good. It was well timed. Do you like how Regina got hit by that bus? Yeah. I thought it was fine. It was quick. <laughs> not unexpected though because they preview it at the beginning of the show unlike great let's, they do in the movie. let's pause that because that is i let's get into the bad things right i do not like that i wasn't surprised by the bus i knew it was coming everyone in the audience knew it was coming but there was no i don't think it helped at all by being like this is the story of how regina got hit by a bus as the first song it was like the first song they're like hey kids it was weird also another thing that i did not like was the music any of it oh boy all right so let's talk about this here's a little bit of background on the music so the music was written by jeff richmond who is tina fey's husband he wrote basically all the music in 30 rock he wrote most of the score for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. This is, according to our research, his first time on Broadway. And also the lyrics were by Nell Benjamin, who was one of the two lyricists and uh, people who did the music for Legally Blonde. Just the lyrics, not the music, but yeah. I might be wrong, though. Who knows? <laughs> they know, probably. Is uh, Nell a woman or a man? Did you Nell look? is a woman. She's okay. a woman. So they were the ones who did the lyrics. That being said, they did a terrible job. <laughs> I thought a couple of the songs were acceptable. Most of the songs, the music was either too corny or didn't fit the mood. And a lot of the songs, my problem with the lyrics were either the there was a lot of dumb lyrics and there was too many lyrics. Oftentimes I saw the actors and actresses 
kind of word vomiting by how many words were fit into each of the lines. That is one of the things that annoyed me in the sense that I'm okay with a fast song every now and then, but I was expecting it to be a little more mixed up and at least be economical, right? Like in Hamilton, they say a lot of words, but you get a lot of information. These were It's very different, but yes. <laughs> I'm just saying like it's a lot of words in a song and in Hamilton, it's rap and you actually get a lot of information. There's not a lot of filler in there. Whereas here, there was like a bunch of weird filler lines. Like during the math song, we got to cut this crap and the answers will fall in our lap when it's... When it's that, to set the stage, this <sighs> is when Katie is competing in the mathletes competition when she's not allowed to go to the spring fling. It just felt rushed and poorly done. <laughs> I think part of the issue with that I had, like broadly speaking with the music is that, you know, Mean Girls is supposed to be very relevant and modern and they've tried to update it so that it feels modern and the music was not modern. It was a mixture of old timey, cheesy musical, like jazz hands type music and some weird rock music that wasn't really rock music. And also they... I think the a lot of the songs reminded me of some of the joke songs in 30 Rock, which are very funny on the TV show because you have these actors and actresses taking them very seriously, but they're obviously terrible songs. That is not a good strategy for a musical. The that songs is so should true. be good, not jokey whatever songs. And then the musical should be funny because of the other lines and the situations and like prop gags and stuff like that that's a better way to approach the comedy or through the writing which tina fey did a great job of but the songs were you didn't get emotion in there and you had i mean one of the songs the chorus was because i'm an apex predator which is such a weird tongue twister and doesn't actually say anything i'm an apex predator why don't you just say predator and have a more beautiful song uh, so dumb. It was terrible. It was a lot. I a- think. And there were songs that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There were songs that were reminiscent of other great songs. Like there was a song where Katie talks about her roar, which is obviously an homage to Katy Perry's roar, but was awful by comparison and didn't even really try to like get in the spirit of that song. And then there was also My Name is Regina George, which. Is Bond villain. That yeah. that summarizes that whole song. Oh, yeah. that. But also, I mean, that's very much you're going to be thinking like Alexander Hamilton or uh, other famous musical songs where someone says their name and you have to have a lot of like oomph behind that, right? The yeah. song didn't even tell us anything about her, just her name. And then Regina George also sang a song saying, like, I want to watch the world burn, which also isn't her mentality. She doesn't want to watch the world burn. She wants to control people to make herself feel better. So you don't actually tap into the real psychology of that character in any of the songs. All the songs are kind of like when Katie takes over the plastic, she's like, now I'm an apex predator. And it's like, it's not actually what you wanted. You wanted the control so you could have the boy. And you like the popularity. You don't like being a predator. You don't enjoy taking people. And it was was terribly done. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. You're being a mean girl. It's fine. I, so one other thing that I would say about the music that I really struggled with. So this is a show about a bunch of high school girls 
Damien is a great character. He should not have more songs than Regina George. He had so many songs. He did a great job. His songs were funny. He was very good. However, Regina George should have more songs than Damien in the musical Mean Girls. I also think that part of that may be because the music was not well tailored to female voices. Um, I mean, we did see the musical in previews and maybe this will be fixed. But I think one problem that some of the singers were having was that the songs were on vocal breaks. So you would have to jump between your head voice and your chest voice because they're ill-placed songs. That was the other thing. A lot of the songs were duets. And the only like real solo song was Gretchen's What's Wrong With Me song, which I thought was good, but also didn't really make sense with her character. She wasn't wondering what was wrong with her. She was wondering why she couldn't make everyone happy. The other problem that I had, too, with some of the song placement was the classic If I Loved You song was Katie's I'm Stupid With Love. That's a chance for us to really understand her motivation for why she pushes Regina in front of a bus. She doesn't push her, though. No, I know. but Just like, to be clear, she doesn't push her. But she becomes this character that everyone thinks could. And in the movie, you're like, oh, I see her and I see how everyone looks at her and I, I can understand why people would think that and why everyone would vote her spring dance queen because they thought she did that. But in the musical, it doesn't even kind of tease you with that idea. She's just like, oh, I'm stupid with love. And then it's a flashback song, not actually a song where she's like looking into his eyes and saying, if I could have you, this is how my life would feel complete. Sorry, I just remembered another funny thing that I actually yeah. did like. Um, so instead of having Regina cheating on blah, what's his name in the <laughs> projector room, in the projector room, they have her cheat on him inside the mascot, which was very funny, which was a hilarious. Um, I thought that was also very well executed by Tina, who wrote the book, because the mascot comes back and is the way Katie's boyfriend gets into the dance and the mascot's a lion, which I thought was like clever writing, too. I think that's probably from the movie, but... I, no, it's I really, not. It's not. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. The mascot was great. You got to do a reprise. And then that was the other thing, too. You could have had when Katie becomes the Queen Bee, have her sing Regina's reprise. You can't do that if the song is on Regina George. You could do it if it was her philosophy. And then Katie could take on the philosophy and all of her friends can be like, oh my gosh, what does she become? Mm. A lot of missed opportunities in terms of how you would write the songs, both from a lyric perspective and from a musical perspective to force those emotions and to force those kind of character developments. Right. I was so disappointed from the first couple songs and then through the rest of it, I was just... <laughs> visibly angry at, at, at how terrible the songs turned out. I think Mike might have been ruining it for the people sitting behind us. Although, at intermission, they were very politely discussing the choices that were made in the songs. So I think that they also had a similar reaction. I think it's also one of those things where you don't notice it until someone points it out. And it's like, like if you're oh. at a restaurant and you're like, there's peanut butter and everything. And someone's like, oh, I was liking this meal until I noticed Literally everything in this lunch has peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I know you mentioned choreography is a good thing. I just have to say, I am so tired of the tap cliche. This is not anything goes. <laughs> oh, slam. Seriously, slam. though, like every musical it's has a tap cliche nowadays. Like every musical. It seems to also be the same character over and over again. It's the overweight 
man sidekick character. It's like no let's make Squidward. Him uh, yes. Okay. Squidward he just has multiple difference. legs. Sorry, I, it's either the overweight man. He's or just a charm character. Well, yeah, he's a charm character, and they gave him more songs than Regina George. He that- was great, but like, <laughs> why? Real big beef with that. Uh, because the actress who plays Regina George is phenomenal. I've seen her before. I saw her in Kinky Boots. She's awesome. She She's was great. so funny and so talented and her voice is great. Why the heck would you not write for her? You have to write for these these women. They're so talented. It's Mean Girls. Write for the girls. Also, so the first song when we meet the plastics was Regina's song, which I can understand that, but I also would have loved to see a trio or the plastics this is what being a, a plastic is about because they do that in the movie they're like plastics are this they can get whatever they want they can we do wear pink they on wednesday yeah do all that stuff in the song yeah set the rules set what it means set what you can get and then you could have had regina do like a solo song by herself and like really get into the evil of who runs this group yeah and i, I mean i didn't mind regina's song when she steals aaron back yeah. During the Halloween party. Like I was that. all right with that. Yeah. It was an all right song. That was okay. I was also very Bond villainy too. So I I was, I was, I it was been weird. Fine. It was a weird choice. I would have been fine with that if the other songs were great around it, but. Yeah. It was a bummer. It was a really big bummer because the cast was really great. The book was really great. The music just was not. Well, all right. Um, so great. Let's talk about breakout star. Do we have a breakout star? Like, and what you think about the breakout star? Uh, Taylor Louderman. Uh, she plays yeah. Regina George. She was excellent, even though they didn't give her much to work with. I thought that she was amazing. I thought she was great. I thought her voice was great too. I think we were a little disappointed with Erica Henningston as Katie. Katie. I don't really want to get into that, but I think a lot of it has to do with the music she was given more than her. I agree. I was waiting for a song where she really got to shine. There was that other song when she was in the bedroom and she finally got to express her love to Aaron. And she sang about the stars. I see stars. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then the other plastics came in during the song. and I was like... Let her have this song. Like, the boy she loves just ran away. Let her have this moment. And they fell asleep on her bed. That doesn't even happen in the movie, so I would have been like, oh, well, that happened. At least they didn't do the vomit. That could have been gross. I would have loved the vomit. That would have been amazing. That's a classic, (laughs) funny, musical gag, right? Someone vomits. You can have a crazy amount of vomit or vomit confetti. Larkin, would you like to give our viewers... The Broadway musical for Mean Girls. Yes, I would. We predict that the other shows this season will say you can't sit with us when Tony's roll around. And not to be a mean girl, but stop trying to make the music happen. It's not going to happen. And in the words of the final song in this musical, the actual final words, plastic don't shine, glitter don't shine, rhinestones don't shine, and this show doesn't either 2.5 jazz hands 2.5 jazz hands that's right rhinestones don't shine (laughs) very easy to say not a tongue twister at all plastic don't shine glitter don't shine rhinestones don't shine (laughs) the out i give for the music is jeff and nell wrote the lyrics and music separately and mashed them together that's that's the best explanation i can give and not say something 
terribly mean about both of them. <laughs> yep, which we're not going to do. <laughs> well, we Also, Tina Fey, we love you. Tina Fey, you're amazing. I would have hired someone else. Hashtag nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe you said that. What? It's her husband. Didn't she friend you on Facebook for like a hot minute? Oh, she did. Oh, I tricked her. And then she realized she didn't actually know me. Oh, oh. it was a great it was a great time. Sorry, Tina. Well, um, on that note. Um, all right. I think you made a small mistake having your you husband write the lyrics. He didn't write the lyrics. He wrote the music. I'm just going to say something very short. Don't hire your husband next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nepotism. <laughs> and on that note, please check us out on social media. We are on Instagram, the Facebooks, and we're getting our blog up and started. That is right, everybody. Tweet at us. Tell us why we're wrong. We haven't checked the tweets for two months, but we will eventually. And we'll say, ooh, people disagreed with us. Or, ooh, we're getting spammed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hacked us, guys. Somebody hacked us. All right, everybody. That's all for us. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. New York City, the shows are up. Which ones are good and which ones are not. You don't know, but we know because we saw them. It's the Broadway.